Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Oh, now stop let's stop laughing. I'm hey. going to get serious, now. guys. Now stop laughing. Turn it off. This on. is not a laughing affair. Turn this it is up. a game. Turn it's it going to be live any second. We're Turn gonna have to it answer. down. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Losers Lounge. Bah, 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 bah. Bah, bah. Hey, when's the game starting? Is this pre-game or post-game? This is, this is post-game. This is after the game. The game had already happened. Aren't, wait, didn't a game implies like some fun, right? Yeah. Is that a game? <laughs> well, that was like, that that was like a Nuggets work day. Yeah, like, was like, uh, <laughs> it's so true, man. Nuggets fall 125 to 98 to the Dallas Mavericks. I wasn't that close. I mean, Bro. they end up losing, what is that, 27 points? Can I tell you guys, the best, actually, we'll get to all the fun stuff here later on. <laughs> We're gonna make, it's Friday night. I'm not going to oh. sit here and cry on a Friday night. I'm not going to let it ruin my you Friday. Can, you can't do it. Can't you do can't it, do man. It. I'm going to have some fun tonight. We got some friends in the house from abroad. We'll bring them on a little bit later. We're going to look around the league and talk about, Ooh. oh, some teams might be ready to blow it up already. You know, you get about 15 games in, everybody starts to say, hey, are we are we about it or not? I know one team <laughs> in particular that might not be about it that might have some players that are interested. Are, are you talking about the Nuggets? <laughs> not the Denver Nuggets. Oh. And then, of course, we're going to talk about what the hell's going on with Michael Porter that he's struggling this bad. Dude. Actually, did I get the score wrong? I might have got the score wrong. 127 to 99. I got it wrong. They lost by 28. <laughs> to help me grieve, I've got uh, D-Line Co. Who I want you guys to know, Dude. very upset watching this game. I have no idea how. So let me explain <laughs> uh, the psyche of D-Line Co. Eric Weedham to you. Yeah, I let me hear it. Um, uh, as you know, I have no emotions or soul or really much of anything going on behind these eyes most of the day. Yeah. Then when sports happen, yeah. I turn on all of my emotions, and oh, then okay. I allow things that are trivial and stupid to annoy me, anger me. Uh, I tweet about it. I'm a jerk. I'm not nice to you. I wasn't <laughs> nice to you either. No, it's over. I'm fine. Yeah. Get right out of my system. Yeah. Well, that's good. I'm glad. To, I'm glad to see this smile on your face. <laughs> I haven't seen it so long. Uh, and then over here, I got superstar Dev. Yeah, I mean the Nuggets say they lost that game by 28. You want to know what's crazy? It felt like they lost that game by 28. <laughs> <laughs> not fun. It was not many uh, positive moments in the game. The thing about this game is, what is that saying in uh, Game of Thrones? What do they say? What is dead may never die. That's how I felt with this game. Like, you were very emotional watching it happen. This well, game went exactly the way I expected I mean, it to go. We had a whole pregame show where I explained that I knew we were going to lose. All the same, in the watching the game, like, you want, like, 
I want minimum six dope moments. And I think we got two. Yeah, we didn't get very many <laughs> dope ones. We're still going to try to have some fun here. Do you guys want a fast recap here? Oh, and I'm going to tell you, it's really fast because you can tell exactly when I stop taking notes. Right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Uh, Bruce Brown starts on uh, Luka Doncic. I put MPJ. I don't know why. He started out on Luka Doncic. I just thought that was noteworthy. Like, who, who are they going to put on him tonight? That's who they put on him. It didn't matter because you just mismatch hunt, right? And you just get screens going. Nuggets went to a lot of Jeff Green isos tonight, which was a little yeah, surprising to me. Like, you thought, where were they going to get offense without a point guard, you know, on the court? Bones coming off the bench. It turns out Jeff Green. <laughs> Actually, we talked about who was going to lead the team in scoring, Bones or MPJ. Answer, definitively, although Bones actually had 17. But it was Bruce Brown, KCP, with a little Jeff Green sprinkled in there. We should have just gone with the Vets. We learned our lesson. Just bet on the Vets. Vets we're know how to score. We're stupid. Um, the story of this game, if you want to be like, analytical if you actually want to talk about things that maybe actually mean something and i do think there's one thing and this is it that means something to the nuggets even when they get Jokic back that is that the nuggets went toe-to-toe tonight for the most part or i shouldn't say toe-to-toe they matched up okay tonight with the starters once you bring in christian wood and by the way they're doing a very interesting thing christian wood's like this third fourth best player third pl- best player probably a third or fourth best player on that team second. but he maybe second <laughs> but he comes off of the bench right and the reason they do that is they absolutely bludgeon teams with that Luca Christian Wood pick and roll. It's like a four out, one good rim roller. What's nice about Christian Wood is you can play four out with a rim roller or you can play five out because he just spaces. And you saw tonight how impossible it was to guard. It was impossible to guard. They scored whenever they want. And when they didn't score, it was an accident because they got exactly what they were trying to get. And Denver had no answer for it. They went small. They put Zeke Naji, Vlako Chanchar out there. Those guys did the right thing. You switch. It didn't matter. They were murdering that lineup. That's where they made their run. That's where they made their bones tonight. Um, it was interesting. Another basketball note. I just want to go through these notes because they're sure. things that will frame the conversation. So that when Malone made the switch, the next thing they started to do, so instead of hunting DeAndre Jordan, the next thing they start to do is hunt Bones Highland. They're like, okay, let's get for him. But Denver had a good game plan tonight. They knew that was going to happen. And what they were doing is they would go um, – they would not allow it to happen. Like, Denver would not allow Bones to get out there. He, it happened a few times, inevitably. But they had a game plan to kind of get him off and rotate on the backside and what have you. It just didn't matter, man. Luca's really good. He's, uh, he's talking to He's enjoying the recap. Yeah, is that what it is? A really good recap? <laughs> yeah, like, Luca is, is really good. <laughs> come on, come on. <laughs> I feel like a school teacher, man. Yeah, you're with right. my children. We... Uh, Kim, um, focus. I saw on Adam. We're going to throw yeah, yeah, airplanes. You guys, clown, man. you guys are the worst Keep friends I've focus. ever had. <laughs> Michael Porter Jr. missed a jumper as bad as he will ever oh, miss a jumper. God. He missed a lot of shots, but there was one in particular. Bro, why are we talking about old stuff? And you guys know exactly the shot I'm talking about. It was the, I can't, I, we'll have to get to it. It was that bad. Um, and then that was really my notes. I just stopped taking notes at that point because it was like, <laughs> what am I doing? Well, you, you didn't miss the game. <laughs> I didn't miss the game. Those were interesting things that happened in the first quarter. And then nothing else interesting happened because the Nuggets were down 20. I think they were down 15 at the half, 20 in the first two minutes of the third quarter. Yeah. And the rest of the game just kept lingering. Yeah, dude. It wouldn't die. It would this, not die. This, I, you kept looking at the clock. Are, are we sure it's over? <laughs> it might not be over. We should have started this 10 Dude, we should have. The postgame should have started in the end of the first quarter. It was this game. With the, this was a fate accomplished. We should have tried that. Game. That might have actually been a cool yeah, thing dude, to like, do. Just, just like, like, listen, we're, what, are we're, we doing what are we doing? The game is over, effectively. Yeah, we need to call it the effective postgame show. I will go. I, I don't even really have to do this, but Dev, just give me if, one takeaway. Just one. 
Oh, it's tough to just only do one or so many things in that game. The one I'll say is that like I be, before this season and before this game, I had heard um, whispers uh, of, of a top five defense. Oh. Um, you know, I thought that this was going to be a team, especially tonight. I was like, oh, hey, they're rough. missing that's... so many different guys that they're going to have to just like play hard defense and yep. like really try to have a slow paced, mm-hmm. um, slow it down, grind it out type of game. Um, that's that's kind of what I expected. I did not expect that to be um, the track meet that they allowed it to be offensively and defensively. And they just kind of let guys do whatever the hell it is that they wanted. Lucas scored whenever he wanted to. Um, Christian Brown scored whenever he wanted to. Guys were just mm-hmm. hitting shots from everywhere. And it's just like Christian the Brown. bad defense that they've already had now is going to look even worse. They're going to be a... One of the worst defenses in the league if they if I they wish keep Christian this type Brown of game had up. been scoring all night, but it was Christian Wood. It was Christian, Christian Wood. Wood, yeah, it was not Christian Brown. <laughs> that would have been You're sick. right. Oh, what, so would Matt. You, what would you guess the uh, off, Dallas's offensive rating was tonight, according to Cleaning the Glass? One forty-eight. No, it was one thirty-five. You made it now. You make it sound like it was respectable. <laughs> <laughs> you went way too high. It was only one thirty-five. You fool. <laughs> they they only had an insanely ninety-eighth percentile offensive rating. That's um, horrible. I, it's interesting that that's your takeaway. I will say this. Dallas has a few lineups that are tough for anyone to guard, and I think they're especially tough for Denver to guard. Yoke wasn't even out there tonight, but they did play the Andre Jordan. The one thing I will say is, not to be a hot take, but I talked about the two teams to me that worried that worry me in a playoff series. Yep. It was Phoenix and it's Golden State because they can spread you out and run that pick and roll and make it tough. I got to throw Dallas in there, and I know Jokic wasn't out there tonight. This things will change. Like We'll play again, and we'll see how they do. But the thing they're good at, and they were so good at it tonight, like it was unbelievable how good, is the exact thing that I don't have confidence in Denver being good at. I do think that Jokic would murder Christian Wood, so this would be like a 140 to 138 type of game if those two guys are healthy. But watching Luka execute in the pick and roll, he's better than ever at it. Honestly, he was so impressive tonight. Yeah, That, that was one of the things. What's your big takeaway? Well, I mean, my big takeaway is, is that, you know, you cannot count on anyone other than the top two players on this team to actually I mean and perhaps this is true of every team in the league but it's just like with without Jokic we are literally nothing we are nothing we have nothing we are nothing uh, I have no identity I have no joy life is bleak life is gray and how much Jokic, of, how much of your worth is Nikola Jokic your personal worth are you percent well how much do you think my personal worth is just an absolute worthless $11. So of that $11, I would say $9 is Jokic. Okay. There you go. <laughs> All right. Um, you're kind of right. That is obviously one of the big takeaways, but we can't make this a Jokic wasn't there. Ergo no, I thing. Know. No, what I'm saying is Jamal Murray was also not there. Aaron Gordon was also not there. Like even Aaron Gordon would have had an impact on this game in a meaningful way. They might've still lost by 20, but it would have been different. Yeah. You're really talking about three Yes. Maybe your top three players, honestly, but at least three of your top four. So, Yeah, and, and just to stick on that uh, Aaron Gordon not being there, um, these are the type of games that you miss him for most. Like, uh, you know, L- Luka and guys have been getting Luka, off against yeah. Aaron Gordon, but they're not doing those 32-point triple-doubles against, you know, Aaron Gordon. He slows them down. He makes it a lot tougher where they're having to have other guys beat them. In this game, Luka could have beat them by himself yeah. because they don't have a guy that can slow him down. And, and missing a guy like Gordon who's going to compete and battle and get everyone else involved and also do his job to slow people down, that's what they really, truly missed a lot. So, yeah, having a guy, even one guy back, um, 
could have tilted the game, not say win, but it, at least make it a little bit tougher. Yeah, man. And, but, and just quickly, like just for me, like I don't want to harp on it too much, but man, it's just MPJ has been so disappointing. Just so you don't want to harp on it too much. It's the title of the show today <laughs> that we don't want to. Yeah, but you, you talked about it early because I know we're going to have to get. Yeah, to I that. just like this could be like we could just go into a long form discussion of just how deeply impotent Michael Porter Jr. has been these last two games without Jokic be, uh, there to feed him the ball, uh, completely unable to get a shot for himself, looking lost in on rotations, like out of place all the time defensively. Just like it bizarre, man. It's just like truly like he, I don't know, like like something was just t- like a, a witch came and stole his powers <laughs> like the night before. It's he's he's just like I, I don't know. Like you want, I wanted to see last game him step up when the other two big dogs were down and like really establish himself as like a guy on this team that can be counted on. But my God, man, we got just the absolute opposite of that two games in a row now he only played 24 minutes tonight which is like mercifully mercifully he only played 21 minutes tonight he was a minus 21 he had 10 points on four of 15 shooting including one of 15 from three or one of five it's crazy he only took five threes he took 10 shots inside the arc and only made three of them which is kind of crazy although i should say a handful of those inside the arc were like on the arc he took some weird ones tonight Bad. and i'm telling you this is the thing, because I want to cut him a little bit of slack up front before we start to criticize him and spend a whole, a whole thing here. He is coming back from a back surgery, and I think that there are hints of lingering effects from that even prior to these last two-game stretch. The fact that he only has four dunks this year, which is like an insanely low. He's actually now, I think, dunking at the exact same rate as he was last year when he was actually injured, Yikes. which is a concerning thing. He's not finishing or getting to the rim. We talk about his handle not being good. It's better than what we've seen. I think his handle is not good, but it's better than this. But his athleticism is worse than what we have seen in in years past. So when he's dribbling, even with his moves, he's just not getting around guys because I don't think he's moving very smoothly or quickly or anything. Or with any power, he gets knocked off very easily. So I think part of what we're seeing here is a Michael Porter that if this is who he is, is going to have to seriously adjust his game. Like if he is not a guy that can get to the rim, the way we saw even his rookie season, his actual rookie season, then this is significantly different. And to me, that's what's concerning because a lot of people are saying, is he that dependent on Jokic? The weird thing about Michael Porter is he was actually in his first two seasons as good, if not better, without Jokic than he was with him. Like he actually, these these things, he was a rare example of that. Right now, though, I am worried that that inside the art game is not back. It's It's the one thing that's not. And that's the thing that shines the most when Jokic is not there. Because you can still you get the handoffs with Jokic. You can get the three-point, the kick out, this or that. You can't get to the rim. You can't get to the paint. And right now, he can't do those things. Yeah, you just kind of talked about uh, him having to alter his game. Um, I think a lot of like uh, his struggles are dependent on the fact that he did alter his game. And now that's all he's you know kind of doing. He, he needs Jokic to get him those open shots and to find him into those um, type of spots. He is starting to now learn the plays where he's, you know, getting in, in situations where he gets to just let it fly. And you you could even see that with Yoke. He's turning down those inside uh, jumpers um, and and not comfortable, you know, having to move or get off of the dribble. And I think that's what separates him from like a, um, a Jamal Murray. He's a point guard. He's having to cut. He's having to move. He's having to show those things. So now you get to see those uh, limitations. Now that MPJ is put in the spot where he has to put the ball in the four, it was already not his strength. 
you know, it was one of his weaknesses. So he's now like having to do that. And you're starting to see like those glaring holes that was not there because you had a guy in Jokic that got to do those things and then put you at your best thing, which is knocking down the three ball. So um, not getting as many open looks. So, of course, the, the shots are not falling and it looks OK. I mean, it looks uh, not as great. But um, just like you just want him to keep shooting, keep finding yeah, you man. know his rhythm and, and trying to find his way back, especially if Jokic is not there. Um, and that's where you got to put him in better spots where you're running plays for him. Too. But Dev, how much of this do you think is that athleticism? Like when, when you're not shooting well, when you're a shooter and you're not shooting well, you still put your head down to get to the basket because I actually think he is a scorer. He's a shooter first, but he's yeah. a scorer too. He hasn't been a scorer this year. That's my point. He's been a shooter this year. And I'm, I, that's what I'm worried about is that maybe the scorer part is gone. Or, or yet to return, I should say. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, and you go back to the back, you know, the back injuries. Like when he's struggling now, you could you could see it a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, we wasn't talking about it, you know, games ago when he's just knocking down shots. But now that he's having to run the offense through him, it's not looking the same. It does look like he's not moving the same. But also the shots are not falling. Um, I kind of feel like. I'm not saying that the, the scoring went away, but he's just like so comfortable shooting the basketball where maybe he's not working on those other things. When you're injured, all you could do is shoot the basketball. So he's not working on those other parts. If you ever have an injury, though, there is a level of your game that's like, I'm, I'm going to do the thing that, does it, that avoids contact. I'm just going yeah. to shoot the ball. I'm going to be a little bit more perimeter oriented. I'm not going to grab as many rebounds or this or that. And I just wonder if that's kind of what's going on with him a little bit. It would be ironic, Eric, if we spent this whole year being like, He's playing with it himself. He's not forcing shots. It turns out it's just because it hurts too much <laughs> or like because he doesn't have the explosiveness to force. He's not oh. doing it out of like uh, uh, teamwork. He's, he's, he's learned absolutely nothing, but he's just <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's just limited physically. Yeah, exactly. Well, whatever. Whatever gets us to the, to the end that we need. Here, here's the part I want you to talk about, though, Eric. I worry about his confidence. Oh. He looks rattled to me, man. Like he wasn't just missing. He was starting to miss by more and more. It was bad. Oh. That's what I mean. Like it was bad. Like it, like it was. It wasn't just that he was like, oh, he, you know, guy shooter shoots has an off night. Like MPJ looked lost, man. Like, and it wasn't even a situation where the team was like counting on him necessarily. I mean, he wasn't. It's not like he was running the point or right. he was like constantly being put in a position. Like the ball was cycling through him every single time. That it just wasn't the case. He was just like. It was weird, man. Like, some of those shots that he put up were, like, yeah, like, the weirdest air ball. Like, a really deep shot, which he does not have. Um, man, that, yeah. Man, he had some weird ones. You're just right. weird. And, like, then, you know, I often, you know, whenever MPJ, the ball is kind of moving, I always, like, my eyes always kind of find MPJ to see, like, where he is behind the arc. Is he ready? Like, can the ball find him? Are we ready for a yeah, Mike moment? But he just kept, like, drifting inside the arc a lot in like bizarre ways so with it the three point wasn't even an option and then it just bad decision making it was rough man it was a rough two game stretch for mpj like i mean i hate to i i hate harping on it but man it was uh it is not good it's not good i do hope for his sake like i don't know if yoke's gonna be back for this next one i would kind of anticipate not it makes more sense that yeah. you'd almost just return i mean the likelihood of him being able to even on sunday is probably low but even if you can, maybe you just you, you hold him. But for me, like, I want to see a game. I want to see a stint of Michael Porter doing some of the old things, looking confident, obviously knocking down his three-point shot, which that alone, if he would have gone three of five tonight. It would have been huge. It would have been 16 points. Like, okay, he had a bad game, but it was a regular bad game, you know, not an atrocious one. 
So I hope we get that if you go again. But the other side of this and that is so important is, okay, Michael Porter can have a bad scoring night when you contribute in other ways. Dev, Luka Doncic hunted him tonight when he had an opportunity to. And yeah. this is why we talk about the difference between regular season, Michael Porter, and postseason. Tonight you got a reminder of like, oh, that's right. In a playoffs, the game plan is going to be find him, go at him, and he's going to be pretty defenseless against a player of Luka's caliber. Yeah, he was a barbecue chicken tonight. Um you know, before the game, you guys talked about, like, if he would uh, defend him. And I said not even on uh, switches. Well, Luca made sure that he's seen him on switches. And not only did he see him on switches, Luca is, like, the best in the world at finding the mismatch. And it just so happened that MPJ was the mismatch every single time. And that's what you're going to look at in a playoff type of atmosphere. And I think that's also why he played 24 minutes in the game. Every single time that he's out there, they're making sure that he's going to have to work. He's already not a good defender. Um, we said, you know, we, we have said that the effort is there a little bit more. But when you're when you're in front of Luca, like it's just a little bit different. Where you have to be perfect. Um, he's good at you know getting the the refs on his side. He's good at uh, you know pick and roll, and then he's also a good passer, which makes him very dangerous. MPJ had no chance against them um, in this type of game, and. That's not even a, a, a cross matchup. That was them just finding him in different ways. Um, and you're going to see that in every single playoff series. So buckle up. Man, it's funny. You know the thing that Luke has really – I was so impressed with Luke tonight. And look, it was Denver didn't really have a chance. But you know the thing that he's really added that's so noticeable when you watch a guy's career? Complaining to the refs? He's gotten really good at that. He's really good <laughs> at that. No, it's his strength, man. Oh, yeah. And the way he uses his body – he just, like, really bulldozes his way. Yes, like, he does. And what was funny tonight, and we saw this a little bit with Jokic in previous years, not so much this year. He had options tonight where he could have dropped it off or scored, and he took the scoring option almost every time. Yeah. Like, he's almost like, no, I want you, I want to bully you. I don't yep. want to do this thing. I want to bully you so you kind of know it. I wish Jokic was, like, a Luka-level <laughs> dick sometimes. <laughs> he just doesn't have it in him. Like, he just, like, Luka will hunt people. Yeah, he really does. Like, it's... It, Luka he, wants you to feel bad. Yeah, dude. Luka, <laughs> Luka is looking to make you small. Like, yeah. I want, like, Luka will definitely, like, say some shit to you. Like, Jokic is just like, eh, brother, I got 47, you know? It's yeah. like, seven, it's... But, yeah. like, I just, I wish we'd get a little of that out of him. But that, the, man, I, the thing that I am always struck by when watching Luka Doncic is that he always finishes, like, it doesn't matter how quickly he drives or how quickly, even if he's coming down in transition, like his shot, it always is the exact same. It's very slow. Yeah. He never speeds up his motion at all. He's like has that plays at his own speed thing that, that Jokic and like Kyle Anderson have. But like it's, it's just like regimented <laughs> always the same time. And it's like just slow. I, I, I love that your examples are Luka, Jokic, Kyle Anderson. Uh, not Kyle Anderson. Uh, Kyle, You're right, Slobo. No, You're right, Slobo. Yeah. Yeah, just like slow guys. You're right. It's just a hilarious third guy to put into that equation. Well, I mean, like, <laughs> granted, Jokic is as good as those two guys, but like, <laughs> I just thought I'd put it in there. Like, I'm just, I just, they're, they're guys that stand out for being slowly dominant. Yeah. It's just interesting to me. He's one of those guys. I mean, he's also so good. We don't have to keep doing this on Luca, but he's also so good at like just holding the ball to the last possible second. So he'll go for a layup, but he's like going we're, slow we're down so till you bad. commit. We're just googling Luca. This sucks. Let's move on. I, all right, we'll we'll move on. I, but real quick, just a yes or a no, Eric. Are you more concerned after seeing Luca play in the no. Christian Wood pick and roll that they are a bad matchup for Denver? No, not that they would lose to him, but that it would be a tougher, specifically tough matchup to Denver. I, no, I mean like. 
Aaron Gordon changes the like just yeah, the dynamic. Everything changes with the. I just can't. This is another game where it's like, man, all right, you, there's 82 of these things. A couple of them are just complete duds. This is one of these games where it's just like truly nothing to pull from it, except for that MPJ is just not that guy. Uh, he's not a standalone guy. Yeah. Uh, that sadly, that's what we're left with. Mm. Yeah, it doesn't worry me the same because of like you said. Uh, Aaron Gordon, but also Luke is the best in the world at that. Like, you know, it was set up for him to be oh, a sure. monster tonight, and he he did that. Also, uh, every single team has the exact same game plan of make someone else beat you besides Luca, and he does those type of things. Like, it's just who he is. Um, so it's going to be tough regardless. Um, but then on the other end, they're not going to be able to uh, just do that every single time because they're going to have – a lot of guys that they have to defend, and we're not having the same conversation with Jokic, Aaron Gordon, Jamal Murray there. It's open enrollment time for individual health plans now through January 15th with covered? Denver Health for, Medical. Am I covered for watching the next Nuggets game? You might be. You might have, you have to check, I, check your profile. I'm enrolling right now. Hold Denver on. Health Medical Plan offers Elevate Exchange Plans available on the Connect4 Health Marketplace with great benefits and affordable plan choices. You can also call direct at 303-602-4912 or sign up online at denverhealthmedicalplan.org. Hell yeah. Um, honestly, guys, it's serious thing man get healthcare. it's a really important, important thing like especially as you get older i'm a guy now obviously you have kids this has been a thing i've been adamant about obviously for years but i know a lot of people are like i don't need it at this age i'm working these different jobs or what have you Dude, i'm get telling health, you get health insurance like you just don't know and it's what it's one of these things that you uh find that once you have it uh you like a feeling you had inside <laughs> of you that you didn't realize was like terror uh, is alleviated. Yeah, that's so true. Uh, so open enrollment for the exchange runs from November 1st to January 15th. Enroll by December 15th to have your coverage begin on January 1st, 2023. Call today, 303-602-4912 or visit denverhealthmedicalplan.org. Also want to tell you guys about DraftKings Sportsbook. How did we do tonight, Dev? We didn't make that many nuggets, Beth. Yeah, yeah, we, okay? yeah we did pretty good. Uh, like, okay. We did. Oh, wait, what's that mean? We won one of... Did you, are you guys watching video? What are you guys watching over there? Yeah, Dev has Netflix, so we're just Did checking you, that out. It's unbelievable. I'm telling you guys. Nobody has, we have an audience. I'm telling you. We're watching, like, the, nobody, we're watching yeah, the Walking the Dead. We're watching the, the, the Walking Dead. The Walking Dead. We're watching Mavericks postgame. It sounds like they had an awesome game. NBA season is <laughs> heating up, and there's still uh, so many unknowns. The Walking Dev. <laughs> the Walking Dev. You love did you guys drink too much tonight? What's going on here? Oh, I plan on it. You plan later, a little bit later. Oh, yeah, dude. Um... Guys, you guys know you hop on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, and you can make some great bets right now. Five dollars if you're a new one, a new member. Five dollars on any money line NBA bet earns you one hundred and fifty dollars in free bets if hell you yeah. hit that money line bet. Bet against, bet for the Mavs on Sunday. Oh man. hell yeah! Dude. If you want to, <laughs> dude, if you want to take uh, DraftKings to the cleaners, bet on the goddamn Mavs. What are they gonna set the line at? <laughs> oh, I'm gonna take it. You also got the stepped up same game parlays, which can be a lot of fun. Honestly, tonight the best thing you can do is bet on the game and follow your bets because maybe Sunday too. Like, it's you true. Watch I didn't the Nuggets or your bet. I didn't put bets in, and then I was angry for most of the game, Let's get and some then really good bets. And in then I became disinterested. I was the worst version of myself, and I didn't care. Download the app now. Sign up with the code DNVR. <laughs> place five dollar pregame money bet line on anybody, and if you hit it, you get a hundred dollars in free bets, one hundred fifty dollars in free bets if they do. It's promo code DNVR only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Um, 
what were we going to get into in this segment, too? We were going to talk about which, which animals we could fight. Which animals <laughs> you could fight. No, I want to go <laughs> quick around the association, actually, is what I want to oh, do here for please, segment two. Right. I know we're Let's going a little bit early. Anyway, away from this game, if possible. <laughs> as quickly as possible. By the way, Bones Day at Denver, and he had a pretty good game. Oh, yeah. We can put up our shirt. I mean, really, really quick, Kale. Do you have the shirt available? Do you yeah, need to wait? Just put the shirt just up. Just put the shirt up. We did drop a new shirt in Ugh. collaboration with Bones. He is the absolute best. Tonight, didn't have it going early on. Did have it going in garbage time. Hopefully, it propels him next time. Can't blame him, though. I mean, Bones yeah, Island. We Check we out this gorgeous the, shirt. We got the, the vintage 90s tee. Uh, Bones, this is Bones's concept. Um, and I was happy to, to help execute it for him. Bones a good artist. He might be the best artist at DNVR. Yeah. I would say, dude. Uh, he is. Yeah, he, um, he's better than I am. I know it's like, <laughs> at most things. His vibes are also better. Uh, we're actually going to start here at the Orlando Magic, who defeat the Chicago Bulls 108 to 107. Oh, Bit of a shocker. This was the craziest game to follow. I was following a lot of games tonight because it was way better than following the Denver Nuggets game. Um, the Bulls were down 20. Yeah. They stormed all the way back to take a lead. Yeah, by four. They were four. I de- with 30 seconds, I declared it over. I was like, man, what a big win for Chicago. This is a great win for our, our buddies over there at CHGO. Then I checked again. I was like, wait, they lost? How did they lose? Vucevic misses two free throws at the end, of which would have iced it. Suggs comes all the way down and hits a three, basically, at the bar with like four seconds left, and they win. But it brings me to this important point. Chicago Bulls are a good team. Not a great one, a good team. No Alonzo Ball really hurts. They're 6-10. and ten. They, to me, are the first team that I look at and I go, I would bet money that in a month's time, Chicago Bulls are calling people and offering some of the pieces that are championship pieces on that roster. Who are the championship pieces? Well, the big name is DeMar DeRozan. Look, here's the thing about Chicago Bulls. They have a top four protected pick and nothing else. Like, if it goes higher than that, they're screwed. This is a team to me that probably, if you, they might, this way they might pull the cord early because they might actually luck up and win a couple games here over the next month. If I'm Arturis Karnasovas, right now I look at that and I go, you know what happens? I get fired unless we get our top four pick or we make the playoffs. Making the playoffs doesn't look possible. Let me get with ownership and see if I can't make a plan here. Alex Caruso might be available. DeMar DeRozan might be available. Vucevic is definitely available, but nobody's going to want him. Uh-huh. Those two guys, though, I look at, DeMar DeRozan's not really a Nuggets guy. Vucevic, or I'm sorry, uh, uh, Alex Caruso absolutely is a, a, a Nuggets guy, and then they got some other pieces there that maybe you want to look at. Dev, do you see this the way I'm seeing it? Isn't this a team that probably should start tanking? Yeah, and selling off I places? do think that they should start tanking, uh, especially how you laid it out for me. Um, the one guy I, I thought it was a joke I, until just now again. Um, I didn't think Alex Caruso was like for real. Like people like him. I you don't was, like him? No. I thought it was a joke, but I guess everybody else loves him um, and things like oh, it that. Might, is it, it might be a meme. Are we sure? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I thought, it, honestly, I thought it was like. He's a great defender. He is a great defender. De- Dev doesn't like him because he's bald. <laughs> yeah, Dev yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know many bald guys that I like. Tupac, but like, you no know, athletes. <laughs> kill, no, kill, so about it. <laughs> Super producer, kill. It's shambles. No one around here. Uh, Get wrecked, Kale. Get fucking wrecked. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, they need DeMar DeRozan to get off that team. Like, he, his stock is higher than it's ever been. That, that's who could make a, a push. I don't know if they have a guy that really is a, a, a Nuggets guy or a Denver guy. Yeah, I don't think they do. I mean, I think Alex Caruso, 1,000%. is doesn't really make sense to me, though. Denver's not going to be the guy, the team that gets him. Like, he's too good of a player, despite what Dev says. <laughs> By the way, Dev, 
He's told a us, great defender. Dev, Dev famously told us that, quote unquote, John Morant sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and this wasn't like 10 years ago. This was like last season. I love that you always come back to everybody's worst take. Or just like, you yes, know of course I do. <laughs> um, all Whatever. right. None of you. You're only as good as your worst take. That's what I said. <laughs> the Celtics dominated the Pelicans tonight. They won the first quarter 40 to 25. They're really good. They actually lost the next three quarters and still won by 10 points. That's pretty impressive. They're a really good team. The Pelicans, meanwhile, not such a good team. I famously advocate for them to trade Zion Williamson. I'm not, <laughs> that's my hottest take that I stand by. Um, the Grizzlies beat the Thunder, but here's an important note. The Grizzlies, 10-6. and six. John Morant goes out. Desmond Bain's already out. John Morant went out tonight with a rolled ankle. It's fine, he sucks. And he could, <laughs> he could not stand on that ankle. He could not step on Jeez. it. Uh, that to me looked like one that might you know might be a while. Jaren Jaren Jackson came back five for 20 20, tonight, too. 25 points, 12 rebounds, Sorry. three blocks. If you have no Bane and no Jaw, they might be an extended slump coming up for Memphis. They might look like the Denver Nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> they they just might. The Pacers for some reason beat the Rockets because the Rockets are terrible. The Pacers yeah. are eight and six. Talk about another team that needs to sell off some parts. What are they doing winning all these games? Do you think know Jalen Green is the has the second worst plus minus in the NBA. It's not at all surprising. Houston is horrible. Yeah, it would make yeah, sense. Like, they lose every game by a lot. Somehow he <laughs> stands <laughs> above others. He's on the court at all times. You really hate this guy. I do. Huh? It was also yeah. a tankathon too. So like, of course, He's my least favorite player in the NBA. By the way, can I tell you guys? Jokic is second in the NBA right now in on court plus minus. He's plus one hundred and twelve. The Nuggets now oh, move no. to minus one hundred. I believe in twenty. 100, no, 119. Minus 119 Shrugs. the Nuggets without Jokic on the court. And when we talk about all this nerd stuff. Isn't that crazy that the Nuggets have been outscored this season? Oh, so bad. It is and crazy. yet they have, Jokic has the second highest play. How does it always happen? I don't know. <laughs> how does it always well, happen? Well, how does it happen? Did you see the game tonight? That was, that, was, that was what we call Jokic off court. That's what that looks like. Every team <laughs> is usually like bad or neutral at best when they don't have their best player on the court, especially if your best player is like a top 10 player. They're, they're, you're usually a negative with them on the court, but something about Denver somehow being more negative than they are positive, despite the fact that they have the most positive guy. <laughs> Very concerning. <laughs> Very concerning. It's just concerning that happens every year. Remember last year we're like, yeah, but when they get the guys back and they have the depth, it's not going to happen. It's happening worse. So happening. It's happening worse. It is, it is like... Just the ultimate camouflage. We're like, man, these front offices, they just cannot miss with these draft picks. <laughs> Turns out they've just missed on everyone. We just, Jokic is good enough to hide. She makes up everybody. <laughs> yeah. Brings me no joy to tell you this one. The 76ers beat the Milwaukee Bucks uh, tonight, 110 to 102. Joel Embiid, beast mode. He's going actually, actually, I'm not trolling here. He's going off right now. He actually had a tough game tonight. I was just, I didn't watch it, but I was reading some of the stuff coming through. And they were saying Brooke Lopez just giving him the, you know, Really guarding him well. And then the fourth quarter, he dominated. 32 points, 11 rebounds, 8 assists. Um, but was... here's the thing. Did you see the play? No. Did you not see the play? No. Joel Embiid, Giannis is on a break. This is early in the game. Oh, I did see the Giannis play. Giannis on a break. Joel Embiid, like, shoulder checks the hell out of him, man. Did you think that was dirty? Do you have it, Kale? Yeah, it was a flagrant one. Embiid, Jokic. <laughs> yeah, it was a flagrant one. Look for it and pull it up because this thing was unbelievable. I thought that was a flagrant. It's flagrant too. You're getting, I always yeah. thought that one was like intentional, yeah. violent. Yeah. And like if Giannis ain't this guy and he kind of like stood up, he didn't even go down. 
you know, that, you know, that, that's, Embiid that's, was the one that went down. That's how strong Giannis is. Yeah, yeah. We'll Roll see. But it really had had Giannis acted like Smith. Bring it bigger, though, so people can see it. Rewind it. Let's go up down here. Like, oh, okay, here we go. Boom! Oh, dude, that is like a lean forward. A lean, and then he falls. I love that. Right now, of course. Watch of this. Course he fell. Dude, that is an insane. He's 300 pounds. <laughs> and he, he gives him a shoulder down. to the chest. And Giannis didn't fall. Like, I love that Giannis is tough enough, but if Giannis would have gone to the floor and just grabbed his chest and, like, oh. curled up, Embiid would have missed two games. Flagrant two. Flagrant absolutely. two with a one or two game suspension. Instead, yeah, he stays dead. in and completely dominates him. So it's kind of one of those. The video ones. that we were watching just a minute ago, it really wasn't walking dead. Um, Giannis, <laughs> he had his first, like, tough moment in the NBA. He get posterized? No, 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 no. After the game, he wanted to get free throws up, and there's a guy, like, you know, trying to work Adjust on the, the rims, rim, yeah. and he moves the ladder. The guy moves the, the, the ladder back, and Giannis goes and pushes the ladder over. Is the guy hanging by the thing? No, no, no. He, oh, bring, he it bring it up. Bring it up. Bring it up. Giannis, Giannis ladder. The Giannis yeah, whatever. What, what so, you yeah, like, here? people are, like, they're, they're starting to see Giannis is human. Dude, first of all, I kind of like it. This is a bad thing because you're like, I don't know, man. No, like, I think because he's just at? like a, he's like a, a, a nice Make guy. Make it big so Everybody it, knows Kale. he's the nice guy. But I kind of, Giannis has an edge to him that I kind of like. Kale, can you make it big? On the court. What? So, so he like knocks it over? Yeah. Well, yeah. That's the end part. All right. Let's see. Uh, so here, like, I got to. Hey, Hey, man, we've got to take the Nets. Like, get that out of here. I like it. Are you kidding me? I'm for this. You I'm like, you like uh, when NBA superstars attack people doing just their regular job? My goodness, this snowflake. Yeah. I, thought, I thought it was snowy outside. It's snowy in here. This. <laughs> well, I mean, like, he's just trying to – he's not bringing a ladder out for fun. He wasn't like, hey, Embiid, can you – or, hey, Giannis, can you sign my ladder? <laughs> he was trying to do work. <laughs> well – He's got to get a couple free throws up, man. He, he was bad. I think he was like four for 15 from free throw line yeah. this year or, or tonight. Um, the Cavs get a win over the Hornets. The Hornets, another team. Man, I don't even want to go into it. I don't even want to go into it. I don't want to talk about it on this very show. But you know what I'm seeing However, but however yeah, I'm just going to put – No, I'm going to bring it up, little, but then yeah. we're going to move on. Okay. You know what I'm seeing people – Go around the interwebs right now. Oh my gosh, Miles, uh, Miles Bridges, Miles Bridges available. Which team is going to sign him? Uh, we got Brooke, ourselves Brooklyn, first off Brooklyn Nets. Yes, they off. are going to sign him. I'm just telling yeah, you, Brooklyn man. or the Lakers. I'm oh, the Lakers you. are down bad enough. They would absolutely take. Oh, and God, by the way, he's right. a great player. It's just he's like a terrible human being. No, sometimes no, no, those two no, things. No. He has an edge to him. Oh, he's oh, gee, that's terrible. That's uh, the not edge. The edge. That's the edge. Actually, I got another team. We're moving on. Another team that I think is going to tear it down. The Wizards beat the Miami Heat tonight. Let's they go. Are, this is a team that is further away from tearing it down. Pat Riley's not going to turn it down in December, you know, in right, not even January. But February, I think this Miami Heat team is not good. I think they have a Kyle Lowry problem, who, by the way, had a 24 10 and 15 tonight in a loss to the Wizards, by the way. Um, seven and nine. They're seven and nine. And by the way, they've played a ton of home games. I think more than anybody, they've been at home, the Miami Heat. That's a team to me, I'm telling you. I just. I would not yeah. be surprised if they were a player in some big trades. They had later on. Uh, the worst seven tonight. If they would have won that one, that would have been a, a wild. And they almost did with their their seven. They have guys on the team that I've never even heard of. Haywood. <laughs> first off, his first name is Haywood. Highsmith. Haywood Highsmith. Haywood Highsmith. That sounds like a made where did he up go to college? Haywood Highsmith. You, you know? Where do you think he went to college? It sounds like he went to like <laughs> to Cambridge. He, he was an Indiana Hoosier. 
Hayward Highsmith? I would have guessed Cambridge. Do you know? No. Dude, why did you ask this question? You act like I, I had a great I answer. Even, I think he was literally just asking. Yeah. yeah. I, I thought you had a good punchline to this. I just didn't think about this. You guys are a little too aggressive. You guys were too fast. I had to think about that one. Oh, he went to Wheeling. Oh, yeah. Wheeling. University? Wheeling. Yeah, dude, he went to Wheeling. You Wheeling know University. Have you ever heard of it? <laughs> no. So you thought I was going to know that answer? <laughs> I didn't know why you're asking me. I bet you there's a lot of trivia you don't this know about Haywood Highsmith. This show is... I lost by 30. What do you expect, Eric? Dude, this show is the that game of this, sh- of this, this show. I mean, I match Jokic. <laughs> yeah, you're the worst. Does this mean vote is Jokic for our team? Oh, let's move on. Vokic? Lake, Lakers uh, down right now to the Pistons in L.A. The battle of the three-win teams. Dude, what a who's, battle. Who's better, the all-in Lakers or the tanking Pistons? Oh, man. The, um, the movable force meets the, <laughs> yeah, the stagnant the object. The Warriors are up on the Knicks. We can't even make fun of them. Knicks just came into Denver. And be, although they beat the, the zombie Nuggets, not the real Nuggets. <laughs> that one doesn't really count. Um, but anyway, the Warriors are up right now. How many does Steph have? Not, oh, you know what? Pedestrian game, 4 of 10, 11 points so far in the third quarter. Mm. So Steph's been a crazy man this year. Well, yeah, Steph is incredible at basketball. Guys are shooting the three at an incredible rate. So anyway, I just look at that and I go, Miami Heat, I wouldn't be surprised if they tear it down, but Chicago Bulls, if I'm Arturis, and by the way, is that Arturis factor play into this at all? Did Arturis and If Booth? it was Tim, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Booth. Yeah, they had, no. They, did they overlap at all? Yeah, but yeah, yeah, they did, I think. But not as, yeah, he was like the, an associate. But the Timberwolves and the Chicago Bulls will be dealing with one another. Zach Levine back to, to Minnesota. Zach Levine for Carl Anthony Towns. So oh, good. there's no way Karnasovas would take Carl Anthony Towns. There's no way. He, yeah, you're right. Would yeah, he take Rudy no Gobert? I don't know. Oh, my God. I don't know. Man, we are down so bad, you guys. Why don't we take one final break? On the other side, we do have some friends in town from far away yeah, and near. Near and far. I cannot, I'm so excited for this third segment because I'm going to leave the set. No, I'm leaving the set. You're staying. <laughs> no, we're going home. <laughs> uh, get us some beer. We're going to talk about Breckenridge Brewery. You guys know them, the official beer partner here at DNVR. They've been one of our longest running partners. As long as I've been here, they have been a partner. And we've also got Breckenridge Brews right here at the DNVR bar. So you're coming in, you want to get the full experience. I recommend two things. You get the Bones Highland Burger, which is fantastic. A salmon burger. I had one tonight. I actually had one for lunch and for dinner tonight. And then you also can get a Breck Brew that's right on tap. You've also got the good seltzer, our good uh, company, hard seltzers and lemonades, which are fantastic. So you can check them out. Use the Breck Brew locator, breckbrew.com, to find a brewery near you. They'll tell you if there's a brewery. They'll tell you if there is a uh, liquor store. You can find out exactly what it is. And even if you want to find a specific one, say you want to find the Vanilla Porter Jr. or the, the Peanut Butter Vanilla Porter Jr. They'll tell you where you can pick that up, what store will have those things nearby. So check them out, breckbrew.com. All right, I'm joined by some very special guests. I love this. My favorite thing, Dev, you guys know this one. Whenever people come in here, they have no idea how microphones work. Here we go. So they, they just sat down and they were like, is it like this? <laughs> like, is this how you do it? Do I just no. Yeah, you got to bring it right in here. Introduce yourselves, guys, to me again. Oh, hi, I'm Jerem. <laughs> Jerem. Uh, uh, we are from, we're brothers and we're from our sisters off, off camera. Uh, we grew up in Centennial, and then everybody eventually moved away. I live in Japan. Uh, we're long, long there time. Go. Okay, yeah. <laughs> that's intimate. Very intimate. I, I can I can smell D-line. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> so, what, what are you doing in Japan? Um, I am working. I uh, uh, I've just worked in Tokyo for a long time. I speak Japanese. Um, I've got a wife and kids out there, and 
Um, what we're brought all... you to Japan, though? I'm curious about this. Uh, like, uh, I was a Mormon missionary. Okay. And uh, then you stayed. Yeah, I stuck around. Yeah. Okay. I was, I was converted. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> converted. Awesome. Um, that's, a, that's a pretty interesting story. You know, our guy Joel Rush is out there as well in Japan. He's yeah, a yeah, similar yeah. story. Went out there, fell in love with it, with the country, mm-hmm. and then stayed. So something yeah. very attractive. Yeah, we sent some DMs. Musical really? Yeah. He's, he's the nicest guy, man. Uh, all right, what's your story? Yeah, so I'm Gordon. I, uh, I live in Utah, so unfortunately, in, <laughs> in jazz country. I love that we have so many people that are DNVR diehards from Utah, though. We actually do have a good contingent. I've noticed that. We've had several people in this very seat. On this yeah, very this very yeah. If, if you're in Utah, you need a good team to cheer for, right? So yeah. you got to stay in the, the Mountain West. But um, yeah, I grew up in, in Centennial here. Loved the Nuggets, followed the show forever. Uh, I went, unfortunately, went to the season opener in Utah. We were really excited to see everybody play, oh, and then man, we got blown out in Utah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, but yeah, we're happy to be in town watching the Nuggets, even if they're, you know, n- this isn't the form we want to watch, but yeah. still, still happy to be out here. What's your assessment of tonight's game? I think, I think the number one thing, and I think uh, Dev actually said it, like, it wasn't really an offense problem in my opinion it was uh like they gave up they were just bleeding points they couldn't defend and and then the other thing is uh just watching mpj i was so excited to watch him be able to kind of be the number one guy yeah and it just hasn't been you know obviously what we all wanted to be yeah you bring up a really good point because we all know that the offense runs through Jokic. right it always has and we've all and we've come to say he's not a great defender but he's a good defender but the offense runs through him and so okay the offense might be disjointed but we brought in defensive pieces and they played tonight and we were you know we we came to quickly quickly realize this wouldn't be a top five defense but it was going to be fairly good it was it's it's not, not though it's like not, it honestly looks like and it's weird because the Nuggets do have good defenders. And it's a long season, but they are having as bad of a defensive season as they've had since mm. you know Jokic's rookie season or sophomore season. And I think that's one of the things that's concerning. By the way, it does bring us to our DraftKings Sportsbook King of the Game. The one guy that I thought, who would you have, before you put it up? Ah, take it off. There it is. Who Bruce. would you have put? Bruce. I Bruce. Brown, Bruce. Too. Yeah. All right, throw it up. We're all in agreement. Bruce Brown, easily to me. 18 points, 7 assists, 4 rebounds, and just tough, like, the one guy that just competes, plays hard, plays tough. He was probably sick to his stomach being out there tonight. The, the moment that got me out of my chair was the drive through the middle for a dunk. That was yeah? the, that was oh, the um, that was the highlight of it. What man. about the the black hoe? The black uh, hoe buzzer beater. You got to find yeah. the yeah, things yeah, yeah. where you know there's a few. <laughs> there actually were some small moments in this game. Like Bones also did. Was oh no, Bones had the hit ahead the, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Which, the spin assist. That was the it. spin yeah. assist. There were like a, and then Porter. The very first play of the game or the first scoring possession for Denver. Porter had a really good drive and dish, and I was like. Man, that's a good pass. Mm-hmm. You know, he doesn't have that many pass highlights, and I was excited. But of course, down there, um, Mike Seeger reporting from from there. Michael Malone asked about Michael Porter Jr. and his struggles tonight, and he says speaks to the value of, and greatness of Nikola. <laughs> Is that? I have to see the video, but just reading that quote does that sound like shade? Yes. <laughs> yes, I, I'm, I'm going to say that does sound like shade because, uh, like, Malone you, shade. <laughs> you you you, you, you got to say something. And uh, you're, you're trying to say something nice, but you're, you're doing it on, you're saying something nice on purpose to, I don't know, uh, bring to light how bad everybody else looked. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fine with it, though. 
You're fine with a little bit of shade. Yeah. Okay, he's not that wrong. Why. Here's why I'm <laughs> fine with a little bit of shade. Uh, I because of COVID, I haven't been back in Denver for like three years, and uh, I've been looking yeah. forward to this trip for a long time. And we planned to come out. We went to the the game at Pepsi Ball Arena. Ball Arena, sorry, um, against the Knicks the other day, and uh, we'd had tickets for a while and really looking forward to it. And then. COVID and then Aaron Gordon. And uh, so <laughs> <laughs> it was like, it was just a bummer. But, you know, Jamal Murray sh played with a lot of athleticism in that game. And I was actually impressed with his movement. Um, the last shot was not great, but um, his movement was really strong and very athletic. And I was pleased. And then um, we're finally going to come to the DNVR bar and watch a game. Oh, but then he's got COVID too. Right. Uh, so yeah, no, it's just been kind of a bit of a, a Nuggets-related bummer. But great to be here. Great to finally be at the new Ball Arena um, and hang out with my siblings. Yeah. Well, there you go. You guys have a positive outlook on life. I like this. <laughs> Making very, the most of it. Very, very positive <laughs> for for what's been kind of an atrocious little stretch here. Um, Michael Malone did say also post game. Again, I'm checking uh, Mike Singer's tweets here, who's who's obviously down in Dallas. And he says that Aaron Gordon is the one guy who could join the team on Sunday. Basically, I don't think officially ruling out Nikola Jokic, mm -hmm. but effectively ruling out Jokic and Jamal Murray. I think we all kind of assume that. Does Aaron Gordon, <laughs> does he move the needle for the Nuggets on Sunday? I, I, well, I want to see it. I don't know if he moves the needle, but I've been really curious just to watch him guard Luka. Uh, you were talking about playoff matchups earlier. And that's something that I'm going to keep my eye on if they did meet in the playoffs. Uh, just if he could even slow down Luca, just to kind of see that matchup and what it looks like, I think would be valuable just to, to kind of analyze and keep an eye on. You know, it's too forward. hard in the NBA now to like put a guy like Bruce Brown was on him, but he was never really on him tonight, right? Like he was never guarding him. He just switch him off. But I do think one of the things you want to see, and this is why I almost don't care if Gordon plays or doesn't on Sunday, because if the rest of the team's there, it doesn't really matter. I do. I would want to see what it looks like when you throw multiple bodies out there. What is it if it's Jamal, Gordon, KCP, Bruce Brown? Does it allow for you just to switch any of those guys? And if Luca wants to ISO Jamal Murray over and over, so be it. He'll score a lot of points. But it might be an okay option, and then you could punish it on the other end. But if you just throw Gordon out to what we saw tonight, I'm like, I don't know, man. They'll switch him off. It won't matter. It won't make a difference. Yeah. Uh, what about Bones Highland? Where are you guys at with Bones Highland? Man. Oh, do you want to go first? Well, seeing him in person, I've seen him in person a couple times. I saw him in Utah a couple times and then here the other night. He's just fun to watch, man. Yeah. <laughs> He's just fun. Seeing the deep threes and seeing Ball Arena, everybody's going crazy. That was like, that's been the thing that going to a lot of games where they're missing a lot of players, that's been kind of the funnest thing for me is just watching the energy this guy brings, especially the home court advantage he brings to Denver, I feel like. Is just awesome. So he's been he's been fun. I do think he is like home court. It's not that he's better. It's that the things he does are more impactful because like the crowd. I mean, you talk about mm -hmm. the wave of the crowd. There are games you go to the Nuggets where they win and the crowd is dead because there's just nothing that gets you off the seat. Bones mm -hmm. Highland always does something that gets you off the seat. The spin pass tonight, yep. totally pointless, but <laughs> so cool that you're like, hey man, it just makes it it's like it's everybody going. So, I don't know. Are you high on Bones long-term? Uh, yes. Um, he, well, first of all, my impression so far is he, like you said, he's the vibes master. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, he's, he's impressive at home, but that's because he does something... Uh, he does something that gets people on their feet, and the b people getting on their feet does something for him. Right. And uh, he rolls downhill. So that, that was a lot of fun. And like Gordon, Gordon said, it was awesome to see him there because I was looking forward to seeing who was going to look like the leader. 
and uh, without um, Jokic on the court, and yeah. who is going to really step up? And it want, Murray looked like he wanted to be the leader badly, and I think he did a great job, but it felt like Bones was the leader. Really? Yes. That was, that's that's how an interesting take. Mm-hmm. That's a really interesting take. Here's the thing about it. I liked in that last game the Bones-Murray having both of them out there at, at the end mm-hmm. of the game. I think it could have gone better, and to your point, there was a lot of Murray trying to do stuff and then swinging it to Bones, who then broke his guy down. And sometimes it's just as easy as the second guy to catch the ball gets to attack a rotating defense or whatever, and he does a good job of that. But I do think there's something to that dynamic. And one thing we haven't seen this year is Bones closing games. Like I think Denver has options offensively and defensively. They've gone to the Porter close. They've gone to the to the Bruce Brown close. We haven't seen them in a situation where they're down like five with three minutes to go. And I wonder if Michael Malone would say, you know what, let's put Bones out there as just an additional offense because we might give up some points on defense, but we got to catch up. I, I kind of want to see that because I like the dynamic between the two guards. If you added Jokic to that, I think it would have been fun. All right? Yeah. Cue that outro music there, Kale. You guys got a take to fire. Give me one hot take before we, we exit out of here. One positive hot take. Don't give me a negative Ooh, one. a positive hot take? Yeah, give me one positive hot take on the Nuggets. It's a Friday. Allow oh, yourself man. to believe. I... I'm going straight there, zero to 100. I've <laughs> I've uh, never placed a sports bet in my life until this year. Really? DraftKings Sportsbook. Okay. Uh, no listening to your guys' podcast, but um, <laughs> I've, I've placed a bet on the Nuggets to win a championship this Man. year. I've, I think this team, no, I'm, I'm serious about this team. I think that uh, we're down bad right now, but they've got the defensive pieces. They've got awesome pieces in place. I think when it comes together, I think they got a great shot, probably the best shot in my life. So I love I that it. you have this kind of level of confidence and optimism. You guys have very good energy. You know that? You guys <laughs> all have very, very good energy. And I'm telling you, like Eric over there, look at him. I mean, he wants to cry. He's in the corner. He's got a six-pack of beer, a personal <laughs> six-pack of beers right now. You already had one? He's got a five-pack of it's beers. It's a four-pack. He, he's so down bad. But oh, here man. you are talking championship after a 30-point loss. I love it. Keep that faith alive. Right? Give me a hot take. Okay. Um, Michael Porter Jr., this is only a slump. Uh, He's going to be back in a couple of days. And not only will he be back in a couple of days, he's going to be selected to uh, be in the three-point competition at the All-Star Game, and he's going to win it. Oh, I love it. I love that one. I hope he... This is the interesting thing about Michael Porter is I do think that he is frustrated. I think he's even a little like his confidence is roused. Some of those shots tonight to me were like, okay, a guy is rattled. But you know what? Deep breaths, man. This This is all part of like a player's growth. Every player has to be like like embarrassed and like put in a place where they have like there's no other choice but to say hey am I gonna like push through this or whatever and these last two games have gone as poorly as they could have for Michael Porter they really have they've gone as poorly as they could have and I I'm very curious to see kind of how he handles these ones because I feel like he's handled a lot of adversity pretty well over the last one year count one calendar year really over the last five but especially over the last calendar year I love the way that he's played for most of this year getting a little bit exposed right now but i kind of want to see what happens now that he has to you know go back to the hotel room kind of think about you know unfortunately just kind of sit and stew and i want to see does he come back on sunday even if it's in a loss and just find something find something that you could build on and become a slightly better player or does the frustration mount because look it could go the other way he could have equally as bad if not worse of a game and then it leads to problems down the road where maybe there's a tension michael malone throwing him under the bus and then him not handling that well and it becomes a storyline this year so 
You know what? Pressure makes diamonds, and I'm excited to see if that's what happens. Everybody, if you watch this from start to finish, you are an absolute real one. Because there are people that will hang out in a winner's lounge for the all the way all the way through. There's people that'll hang out in a loser's lounge all the way through. And then there's people that'll hang out on a Friday night, 30-point loser's lounge, and just hang with us and vibe for an entire night. We appreciate you guys. Hit that like button on the way out. Have yourselves a great weekend. We'll see you on Sunday.